Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. Today we hear from Barbara Majeski, the curator of The Good Life, a lifestyle blogger, real estate investor, and TV personality. Make sure you're downloading, subscribing, and sharing out the Breakfast with Champion podcast so you don't miss your opportunity to get a seat at the biggest breakfast table in the world. With that, let's grab a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Hey, Tim, it's Barbara Majeski, Barbara in the red dress. I'm taking it from here. Hi, Barbara. Hey, Tim. Great segment, Peter. That was amazing. And I'm actually going to loop back around through my segment and bring that up again, because I think investing in your dreams and in yourself is one of um, my key strategies to improve your life, which is what I'm talking about today. So thanks to both of you. And Brielle, that was a great, um, a great wrap. I appreciate it. Okay, so, so everybody, it's mm-hmm. named for Barbara. She's going to have a great segment right now. Go ahead, Barbara. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I appreciate you. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and reset the room. Uh, you're in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We now have 15 hours of programming each day from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., plus 6 a.m. to noon on Saturday and Club 111 on Sunday. Right now, invite your some, invite some friends into the room by hitting that plus sign in the lower right-hand corner. Or better yet, just in, invite them to join the Breakfast with Champions Club on Clubhouse uh, as a member. Uh, it's all about inspiration, motivation, and education. So I know that Tim and Peter, Brielle, and everybody else on this stage uh, just brought some major value. And uh, we don't want people to miss out. So please invite your friends. It's well worth it. I am Barbara Majeski. I'm known as Barbara in the red dress here on Clubhouse. And um, I will be speaking for the next hour about seven strategies to improve your life over the next 12 months, something that I'm super um, passionate about. So I'm going to just quickly introduce, reintroduce myself because I see so many new people here in the audience. And I just want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. I'm, you know, right now I am an on-air television personality. I do lifestyle and entertainment on the Today Show, Inside Edition, Fox and Friends. Um, and I'm known as the curator of the good life. I find, test, and share everything uh, in life that has to do with purpose, style, and adventure. And it's a career that I launched in my 40s. Um, my first career was in sales. I launched sales teams all across the United States in my 20s um, and retired by my 30th birthday so I could be a stay-at-home mom. And I was a stay-at-home mom for over a decade. And in 2015, On the heels of my marriage completely imploding, I was handed a stage three cancer diagnosis. Um, So while I was while I was dealing with a divorce, I was uh, also dealing uh, with battling cancer. And it wasn't the cancer that I thought was going to take me out. It turned out to be the chemo was a much greater force than I ever anticipated. And I consider myself a pretty hearty girl. Um, Not a not a I'm not a big girl. You know, you meet me in person. I say I'm 5'3", but I'm not sure that's the truth. Uh, But at this point, I've been telling myself so long that I'm 5'3", that I'm just going to go with it. So just stay with me on that. Um, And we can, you know, the the body achieves what the mind believes. So we'll stick in that lane. Um, But chemo was a much formidable force than I had anticipated. I had seen other people go through chemo and I assumed that I would be like everyone else. Uh, I saw people do yoga through chemo and soul cycle and 
you know, I registered for a tennis clinic. I was like, well, if everyone else can do yoga and soul cycle, I can do, um, I can sign up for a tennis clinic and learn how to play tennis while I'm battling cancer. Um, turns out whatever chemo treatment cocktail they had me on, it had me sideways and I could barely get through an infusion. I had six months of treatment 12 infusions and on my eighth infusion had, or heading into my eighth infusion, I found myself in the fetal position on the bathroom floor and not thinking that I was ever going to see another tomorrow. And I had three kids at the time. Uh, my boys were 10 and 12 and my daughter was, uh, was four years old or six years old, no, four years old, 10, 12, um, was uh, six years old. So I had a six-year-old daughter, 10 and 12-year-old boys. And I just, I couldn't believe that my story ended at 42 years old. And I reflected on all the things that I wanted my kids to know about me and the things I was really proud of, putting myself through college, um, building a sales company in my 20s, taking over as my younger brother's legal guardian uh, before the age of 30, uh, launching a philanthropy initiative to champion um, the needs of children and adults that didn't have a voice for themselves, all these things. But in the same vein, I realized at that moment, I had left so much on the table. I was ready. I wasn't ready, but I thought my story was going to end right there. And I had left so many things left unsaid, undone, and I really regretted it. And I looked up to the universe. I was like, just get me out of this. Get me out of chemo. Get me out of cancer. Get me out of this. And I will never play small again. I will never let the voices of fear or self-doubt or even worse, the weight of other people's opinions dictate what I'm going to do with my life. And if you just get me out and get me through these next four infusions. I am a woman of my word and I will never talk myself out of anything. I will leave it all out on the field. And for, by the grace of God, I got through those last four infusions. It was not pretty. I could not drive a car because I could not focus enough. Chemo brain was a real thing. I would be in the car driving and I'd be like, oh, let's put on lipstick. And then I would like put on lipstick. I was like, oh, wait a second, I'm driving a car. And then I'd be like, oh, I have to check my phone because somebody, something. and I was like, oh shit, it was, excuse me, God, sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm driving a car. Look at this, I'm on the road. And when I realized I had, it was then I realized I'm like, I wasn't just a danger to myself. I was a danger to other people. And although I didn't lose my hair in my chemo treatments, um, I did kind of lose my mind. Uh, and it was really, really hard on me, but by the grace of God, clearly, cause you're hearing my voice today and seeing my lovely face on TV. So you can run, but you can, you cannot hide from me. I will show, I will find you. Anyway, I, um, you know, got to the other side of cancer and, I wrote down all the things that I wanted to do and what I was going to do. And I, the, the things that I want to share today are strategies that you can incorporate today. And I'm going to encourage you never to wait till you're confronted with your own mortality before you start taking these measures to get out of your own way, start living your best life. And I'm just really passionate about it. I regret waiting until I was, you know, at the time I was 43 when I started taking measurable action to put myself on TV. And the one story that I want to share, and I hope it lands because there's a lot of parents here listening to me and there's a lot of caregivers. The one thing that one of the greatest takeaways, and I do say cancer happened for me, not to me. One of the greatest takeaways that I was, I learned through cancer is that I 
would stand in such sanctimonious judgment. I judged everything. I was Miss Judgy Pants. Um, I would make assumptions about people, things, opportunities, careers, whatever it was. I had judgy eyes. I really think I stood in, the, in, in sanctimonious authority when I had no business to. And because I abandoned the weight of other people's opinions and judgment, I also suspended it on myself that I would no longer judge things that I had never had access to. And the reason I share this is because I used to say to myself pre-cancer that if I ever got cancer, I would never do chemo. I would never put that poison in my body because I am a integrative, you know, person where I believe in holistic measures to deal with disease and uh, body and wellness. So I stood and I would, I would literally say that. I would say it out loud if I ever, I would, and what I learned is never to judge something unless you've walked the walk. Because when I was confronted with a late stage cancer diagnosis, stage three is a little too damn close to stage four. And stage four means that it's metastasized through your body. And for me, my cancer was already in my lymph nodes and it had perforated the intestinal wall. So I was not in a good position to stand in sanctimonious judgment. And I looked at my three kids and I was like, I have no choice but to go really, you know, commando and really all out and tackle this with the highest, you know, the highest toxicity to battle cancer. And there I was in an infusion suite at Memorial Sloan Kettering, one of the top, you know, cancer suites in America. And the big takeaway is not only the judgment part that I would no longer judge things that I had not walked into. And the way that has impacted me has been so unbelievable and so powerful. I cannot stress to you enough the power of releasing judgment and criticism on things you know nothing about. One thing that I did, my daughter um, was six years, but she's, how old is she now? She's turning 10 next month. And I used, my daughter really liked being in front of the camera and people would be like, you know, you should probably consider modeling for her. She just seems to have a thing in front of the camera. I was like, I would never, I would never child mod. And I had all these, all these sanctimonious judgments on something that I'd never stepped into. And when I started swiping left on the on the narratives that I had no business narrating on the stories I had no business taking authority on. I was like, yeah, you know what? Why don't I just submit her picture and see if this is something that she wants to do? And at worst, we'll find out this isn't something she wants, whether it's lacrosse or basketball, modeling, dancing, whatever. Because I no longer judged it, I allowed opportunities to flow. I removed those blockades. And I was like, all right, let's throw it all against the wall. So I submitted her picture and they brought us in and they interviewed her and they're like, you know what, let's, let's see what she's got. And I will tell you two amazing things happened for us. We were flown to Portugal for a photo shoot with um, Roller Rabbit. And then we were flown to Puerto Rico for another photo shoot with Roller Rabbit. And my daughter and I at six years old went on, went on mommy and me adventures that she will carry for a lifetime. She 100% remembers it. She's done Land's End and it doesn't matter. That, that, that is irrelevant. What is relevant is the experiences and the opportunity that we were exposed to 
that had I not abandoned judgment, I would have never had an opportunity to do. I went to Portugal with my daughter that was sick, a mother and I would have never taken my daughter to Portugal at six years old, but instead we got to tour the old city and eat the food and see amazing locations. And she witnessed uh, not only photographers, but set locations and set designers. And she had access to all of this experience that I would have never been able to impart to her had I stood in my sanctimonious judgment. So I just share that because what are you holding yourself back or what are you holding your children back or anybody back because you've decided to stand in judgment because you know that you are the point of authority when you're really not. So I hope that this lands with someone and you move those boulders out of pathways for you and your family, because I have really experienced the riches of life because I have really dissolved judging things that I have no access to. And flash your mics if that landed. Did that land? Anyone feel me? Are you here? Bueller, Bueller. Thank you, Dr. Janie. <laughs> Kate, Alpha Six. Um, yes. And listen, my daughter only hears this from me at this point. She hears that she got these opportunities because she's a good listener. And I will swear by it that she received these opportunities because she truly is. She listens, she executes, she pays attention. And I've never made it about um, her looks, but um, I'm not going to lie. I think she's adorable. But I also think my three kids are adorable, even though I can't capture uh, one photo to save my life. And if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that um, Barbara Majeski and her three kids cannot capture one dang family photo. So if you want to be on my mailing list for uh, my uh, holiday card this year, I highly recommend you DM me a holiday card because it's going to be a funny one. I have truly given up on the photo. Okay. Let's uh, Barbara, jump right into it. Yes. Yes. Those are the best photos because they're not posing. Like it's been so long since you used to see real photos of people who got caught in life. So those are actually very <laughs> great photos. Well, you know, some of the Alpha Six, and I, I hope this, I hope people hear me on this. Last year, I didn't send out the card. This is so pathetic. I didn't send out a card because I could not capture a family photo. I, my boys are turning 18 and 16 this year. My daughter is turning 10. And to capture two teenage boys in a photograph, forget it. And, and uh, I don't even know. I don't know if there's a bribery big enough to get teenagers to participate in the family photo, but I regret not sending that picture out, whatever, you know, whatever it looks like. And I didn't send it out. I love receiving holiday cards and I love sending holiday cards. It's my way of saying, I love you. You are a family. You are a friend of mine. I appreciate you. And I feel the same energy that comes into my home when people send me holiday cards. So I'm not doing that anymore. You're getting a holiday card and it is going to be not, it's going to be perfectly imperfect. And that is my, that is what I'm doing because That's my Majeski right. people will not cooperate. So uh, flash your mics if you want a holiday card. <laughs> and, and Barbara, you know, the, yeah. the chaos, right, is not chaos. It's ordering that chaos. Even when you walk in the forest, it looks like chaos to us, but it's perfectly ordered the way it's supposed to be. Thank you. I'm feeling it. I'm like, oh, let, let, it, let it go. I am over being, you know, I will say this. I'm riding shotgun to perfectionism is uh shame and embarrassment and low vibrating energy 
And I really, when I say that to myself, I'm like, who am I trying to kid? My life is not perfect. My children are, are not perfect. Nothing is perfect. And um, I'm never going to ever try to be that person again. And prior to cancer, I, listen, was white knuckling my life, checking a bunch of boxes. And I no longer want to do that. So listen, I can't check the box of the perfect family photo because um, it ain't going to happen. I'm not going to uh, terrorize my kids for it. So be on standby for the Majeski family photo, uh, everybody. So anyway, flash your mics if you're still here. I'd love to make sure I can include everybody. Dora, Maria, Sarah, Janice, my girl, Silk, my other my hey. friends are here. Love Joy's right there. Them. Call on Joy. King, Joy, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So seven strategies to improve your life over the next 12 months. Up strategies. Let's start going. And if you guys flash your mics and want to contribute at any time, I am in for dialogue. Um, love all my moderators and my friends here. So my first thing that I'm really passionate about, and Kate, you're going to agree with me on this, write your ambitions down. Writing, getting a journal, writing things down is one of the key components to going from the dream state to the reality state. And you are 42% more likely to hit your goals just by writing things down. Write it down. I wrote it, I wrote down that I wanted to be on TV in my 40s and I did not talk myself out of it. Because I went through cancer, I was no longer allowed to listen to the voice of self-doubt. And my previous incarnation of Barbara Majeski, I would have said, you're too old, you're too young, you're too short, you're too tall, you're too brunette, you're too whatever I could have come up with, I would have talked myself out. And that is the voice of fear. And that's the voice of self-doubt. And when I removed that, and I would no longer allow those voices to talk me out, out of things, not only did I write it down, I started to take measurable action. But the first thing is, Write it down. If you are not sitting here on Breakfast with Champions when you are sitting and not driving a car, if you're not sitting with a journal, you really need to. And you can DM me journal. I have a link. I can send you an opportunity to buy uh, a really great journal that you'll love. But it is so important um, to write things down. Um, hey, Winnie. Um, Hey, Winifred, I hope that I get to meet up with your daughter here in Princeton because I know school's going to be back in action. So anyway, I'll stay on point. I just, I look at me, my ADD is kicking in. Uh, I'm getting distracted. Write things down, have a journal. There's so many value bombs dr dropped here in Breakfast of Champions. Make sure you're, uh, you know, following all the speakers here on the stage and you're taking notes because every single day somebody says something that lands. Maybe it's a story that I tell or any of the moderators here. You want to make sure that you can reference back to it. But more importantly than anything else that I share today is the subconscious mind has no sense of humor. And when I say that, by writing things down, although it might not be on the forefront of your consciousness, it is in your subconscious. And if somebody says something, you know, that really is of value and you write it down, even though it might not be in the conscious mind, it can be in the conscious mind, the, un, the subconscious. And when I say the subconscious mind has no sense of humor, that just lands with me. That is something that I heard um, a friend of mine say, my friend Adam in another room say, and it landed because I was like, whoa, what you're saying to me is that what I tell myself, even on a subconscious level, my body, mind, spirit, soul believes even when I am not in the conscious state of it. Um, so it's really powerful. Write your ambitions down and write down things that resonate with you, speak to you and help foster a really 
powerful mindset. That's number one. Uh, flash your mics if you guys want to jump in. And Joy, I did see you flashing. I didn't. Uh, I wanted to throw the mic to you if you wanted to contribute. I just love sitting next to you in your beautiful red dress. No, I think writing... <laughs> Writing things down, and, and if anyone's ever kept a journal, I've kept a journal probably since high school, college, and sometimes I go back and read those same things. I'm the same person, you know, but the growth that you see, the things that you're dreaming about, the things that mattered then that are like, Psh, who was that boy, you know, and just to see your growth over time in your own handwriting is so impactful. So I'm a huge believer in writing things down, whether it's your thoughts, your feelings, your goals, because you can just see how much growth you have had over time because you're like, wow, I'm the same person, but my mindset is so different. I have grown leaps and bounds, and it's it's just a mile marker of being like, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not there, or oh my gosh, the things that I used to pray for, hope for, dream of, I'm walking in. So the power of your own words is huge. Oh my God, I love that. And you just really triggered something so positive in me. And in that when you can see how far that you've come, you can take pause and say to yourself, wow, like is sometimes we get so lost in the sauce of what we don't have, as opposed to what we've already accomplished, that we are fixated on the negative, as opposed to taking pause. When you said that, Joy, it's like, look how far we've, we've come and you didn't go this far to go this far. Right. And we all agree on that. Like we're always, you know, to, to improve our, ourselves and to grow and to be happier, more fulfilled, connected with others and live our best life is what we are all, most of us, I would assume are aligned with, but taking, seeing a journal and being like, oh, wow, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, when I was building my sales company, I, with my best friend, would eat salsa and saltines. And when I take pause, Joy, and I reread that, I'm like, oh my God, that's what I literally had for dinner. And I don't live that way anymore. It's like I can give myself like a energetic pat on the back. Like maybe I'm not where I want to be and I'm not always living in gratitude, but it does allow back to that. Ooh, somebody like fell off the stage there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sorry, I kind of cracked myself up there. Um, but yes, thank you, Joy. I appreciate that. And Kate, I saw you flashing. Oh yeah. You know, if you're talking about journaling, I have to jump in Barb, because that is <laughs> you, we both love it so much. And what, and Joy, I love what you shared. It's one of my most favorite things to do is to find old, old journals. In fact, I found an old box of journals from back way back in college. And it just cracks me up to think about this, the, to see the things that I cared about back then. But I wanted to share what's really cool. And I love that you brought up that, the, the stat Barb, because we work with a lot of our clients on their dreams and we tell them they have to come up with a list of 100 dreams. And oftentimes people are very hesitant because they're like, wait a second, that's a lot of dreams. But when you really start thinking about, you know, who do you want to meet? Where do you want to go? Places that, or things you want to experience, it's really easy to come up with that list and we make them write it out on, in a journal. And what's so powerful is if you only do that, if everyone in the room only created that list of 100 dreams and then you tucked it away in a drawer and you didn't look at it for a year, if you go back, you're going to have achieved some of those things, even if you don't really think about it. So there's so much power in writing it down and putting that energy on it and almost making it come to life. 
And so that's what I wanted to share because it's incredible what we see with some of those people who are not even so focused on their goals like so many of us in this room, but just that power of writing them down. And it's almost like it makes it, it, it gives you that energy and excitement to actually go for some of those things. Oh, I love that. And Kate, every what um, I have to share is I wrote down in 2006 that I wanted to be on the Today Show. I didn't say I wanted to be on TV. I literally zoned in. I was like, no, I want to be like Jill Martin on the Today Show. I didn't want to be an anchor. I wanted to be an on-air contributor that could kind of curate her own segments and, you know, just come in and be my own self, not read off a teleprompter. So I share that in the same space of at one point, it was a thought in my head. It was a dream. And now today it is my reality. But the big step was actually writing it down. And I kind of thought at the moment, I was like, this is ridiculous. You're a stay-at-home mom of two babies and you want to be on the Today Show. Um, but it was, it, listen, for me, it was very transformative. I say, I'll say it again. Cancer didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And it moved the needle in such a way that I was able to write down goals and then take measurable actions to put them into play. And I would no longer talk myself out of things. So Kate, I love that. And, you know, I do talk about this in my masterclass about a, a lot of a strategies for getting out of your own way. It's a little different than what I'm talking about this morning, but if you do love what I'm saying and it is landing with you, DM me masterclass on my in Instagram. Uh, if you don't mind, go to my Instagram. I'm much more organized in there than I am on clubhouse. The masterclass is free. It's already been done. I, I can send it to you on. Uh, it's been really well received and I'm happy to share it. So uh, just DM me masterclass. I'll send it over to you because I'm really, really passionate about helping other people get out of their own way and not wait till they're confronted with their own mortality. You do not have to be confronted with it before you make measurable actions to live your best life. So first, write it down. I'll keep going. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Joy. And um my second thing is invest in your dreams, invest in yourself, invest in your dreams. And this is the quote that is coming to mind right now is being cheap is expensive. And what I mean by that is sometimes we're like, I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. And then sometimes it's okay to surrender and say, you know something, I really need an accountability partner. I need a coach. I need a mentor. I need to invest in myself and you can change things like, <clears throat> by just spending $14, $15 a day, like it comes down, like if you get a good coach or part of like an accountability challenge, you can literally do these things for $15, $20 a day. Like for me, I joined Gabby Bernstein's um, uh, Miracle Membership, I think it's called, because she just gives such value. And every day, I, I like sometimes when I need to hit the reset, that's where I go. Um, and investing in yourself is so important. I'm going to use a good example that has resonated with me. Um, I trained for the New York City Marathon. I ran the New York City Marathon twice. I have not run it since my cancer diagnosis, but I do aspire to do it again um, as a cancer-free woman and uh, support uh, Fred's team, which is part of Memorial Sloan Kettering, which is where I <clears throat> battled cancer. And so, you know, I can, can I run? Can I read the, um, you know, online, uh, strategies for running a marathon? Can I get all the trackers? Can I do all the things? Yes, I can. I can do it. Our, 
But when I really, when, when I did this, I realized that I was the first person to cancel on myself. Like if something got in the way or if it was rainy or if I wasn't in the mood, I would get my run out there. But then I would like be like, instead of running seven miles, I would run six miles. And I realized I was cutting corners and I wasn't holding my feet to the fire because I could make excuses. And it wasn't that I wasn't putting in the effort. But I'll say I wasn't putting in 100%. And if you put 99 cents into a soda machine that only takes a dollar, you aren't going to get that soda out of there. You've got to put 100% in. And when I took that mentality to the mat, I was like, I need to bring in somebody. So I actually hired a running coach who ran with me at five o'clock in the morning because I wasn't about ready to cancel on her, cancel on me. And when I pay, I pay attention. If I pay for something, I do not cancel. I like to get my money's worth. And can you please flash your mics if you agree that when you pay, you pay more attention? I need to see some mic flashes on that. As long as you guys know, you know. And that is a quote out of uh, John Lee's room. I don't even know who said it, but so that's not a Barbara Majeski original. But feel free to write that down in your journal. When you pay, you pay attention. And when you invest in yourself, you get the money back in spades. I killed it on the first marathon. Now, I didn't know that I was sick on my second marathon. I had already, the cancer was already advanced and I did not know it, but I knew I wasn't feeling well, um, neither here nor there. But when I've invested in myself and hired coaches and taken things to the next level where I stop being cheap on myself and I start investing in myself, the the value that I have gotten back is immeasurable. So I just want to say that, you know, Peter Estevez and Tamara both talked about two events that you, if you can go to, you're going to want to go to the Excelente event that Peter Estevez is hosting. Tamara, Glenn, Breakfast with Champions, Grow for God is going to be an investment in yourself that you will never, like, is, I would say, hashtag priceless priceless. You will take more out than you can even fiscally quantify. The relationships that you're going to build, the mindset shift that you are going to embody, the things that take away that you won't even be able to quantify uh, is going to be immeasurable. And taking those opportunities and say, you know what, I'm investing in myself. I'm going to write the check and invest in, in myself and then cut corners somewhere else. We don't need to be at Starbucks every single day. And we don't need to go out to dinner all the time. We don't need to order in. And we can live off of a box of cereal for dinner and uh, live to tell the story because I have lived off it myself. And sometimes I feed it to my kids for dinner. So mother of the year, um, I'm going to keep on going. Flash your mics if this is landing. I really just want to know that you're there and you're not... Um, you're not sleeping. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, my friends. I appreciate you. And I do. Hey, Solana, I see you flashing and uh, you're, killing it. you're killing it. This silk. <laughs> I love you, Silk. Thank you. I always appreciate love your you, Barbara. support. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go into number three. Uh, these are seven strategies. If you're just tuning in, I'm Barbara in the red dress up here on the top. I don't know where I am. I'm in the third row. I'm in the red dress. I'm Barbara Majeski, and I'm talking about the seven strategies to improve your life over the next 12 months. The first was write it down, write down your ambitions, have a journal, keep track of where you're at, and don't be afraid to leave it all out, a pen and paper, turn those dreams into reality. The first step is writing it down. It is not a step you bypass. Some of the best 
business strategies and the best inventions and the best manifestations have been written down on a beverage napkin at a restaurant. It truly does transform dreams into reality. So number one, write it down. Two, invest in your dreams. Invest in yourself. Being cheap is expensive. Cutting corners is expensive. And when you write that check and you invest in yourself, sometimes it pays priceless dividends. So I highly recommend investing in you. You deserve it. You deserve it. Somebody needed to hear that. I don't know who. Let me know. But I am here to tell you, and from my my words to your ears, you deserve to live an amazing life. Invest in yourself. Put your oxygen mask on yourself first before you can serve others. Uh, and DM me if that was meant for you, because I feel that someone in this audience needed me to say that. Number three, you can't change the people that you are around, but you can change the people that you are around. Let me repeat that if that made no sense. You can't change the people you are around but you can change the people you are around. And what I mean by that, and I hope it makes sense, is that you can't change anybody. You're not responsible for anybody's happiness or success or anything of the sort. You can't change them, their attitude, their beliefs, their, you can influence them. You can talk, you know, tell them your thoughts, but you can't change anybody. People are people and they're going to be or they're going to be. But you can change the people that you're around. What I mean by that is, you are the, um, Jim Rohn says it best. You are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. Who are the five people that you are surrounding yourself? And if thoughts become things and thoughts becomes words and actions and results and your ultimate destiny, you better make sure that your thoughts that you are allowing in, the words that you are hearing that affect your thoughts and your beliefs and your emotions, they are coming from the people that you surround yourself with. I hope that they are positive, aspiring, good people because they influence you. So again, you can't change the people that you are around, but you can change the people that you are around. And I hope that speaks to somebody because what I love so much about being here with Breakfast with Champions and the reason I have chosen um, to be on this team and this amazing, powerful panel, and I'm so humbled to be a part of, is the people that comprise this group are of great integrity, great value, and their words hit me, land with me, and help me be a better person. And I wake up early almost every single day to jump and hear what people say. And it is the people in this room that have impacted me so much. I have not been in this type of environment since I've been in my 20s, where I'm surrounded with right-minded individuals looking to grow and evolve and improve. And it has been so transformative for me and so powerful. And I just... I. I hope that everyone that's listening sees the power of Breakfast with Champions. And as Sarah comes in and helps to expand programming and be the, you know, be the complement to Glenn's vision to help us grow, I, I know I'm in the right place. And I hope you feel that too. And you continue to be part of the growth and expansion with us here in Breakfast with Champions. Because I've had only, I shared this before and then I'll keep going, but I think it's important that you guys hear this. In my 20s, I stumbled upon a direct sales company that was a startup in one of the cheesiest office buildings you can imagine. And inside that office building, as cheesy as it was and disorganized and, you know, whatever, were some of the most ambitious thought leaders I had ever met at that point in my life. 
They were leaders, visionaries. They were ambitious. They didn't have a a dime to their name, but they had vision and they had integrity. And I knew I wasn't in the right place. And so many outsiders told me, Barb, go get a real job. Go uh, get a job that pays benefits. Go get uh, a salaried base. I was working straight commission, cold call sales, going door to door, business to business, talking about the deregulation of the phone phone service. My first year in that company, I made $12,000. So my net profit after I paid all my expenses because I was an independent contractor, my net takeaway was $12,000. How I lived, I have no idea, but I lived and I made it through. I didn't borrow a dime from anybody. I always paid my rent. I paid my bills. I did what I had to do and it was not pretty. But what kept me involved in that crazy startup is I was surrounded by really sharp, visionary leaders that were going to take this places. And I knew I was in the right place. So I tuned out outside voices and I tuned into my instinct and I believed I was in the right place. This startup company that I was a part of in my 20s is now the largest outsourced sales company in North America. I believed in it. And now everybody's like, oh, you're so lucky that you were the part of the startup. And I wish I was. Let me tell you something. There were a lot of people there and a lot of people quit and a lot of people gave up and a lot of people didn't align with the leadership. They were like, no, uh, this is crazy. And they don't know what they're doing. And who do they think they are? And I'm not on board. And it was a lot of rhetoric and a lot of BS and they all quit. And I saw them quit and they tried to take me with them. I never left. I stuck it out. I now have a fractional ownership in this in this company. And I'm so damn proud of that company. You have no idea. I can talk about sales and the power of sales all day long, but I won't I will spare you. The reason I'm telling this story in the middle of my seven strategies is I haven't had that same instinct since jumping on Clubhouse and then finding my way to Breakfast with Champions with Glenn and Sarah and all the team of moderators, Dr. Rowe, Alpha Six, Brad, Kate, uh, David, TM, uh, Sean, Molly, I could just name everybody on this stage, Tony Moe, Solana, uh, Vernita. I'm missing everybody, but you know, Silk, you know, I'm just in, I'm in a good space with the people, David Hill, Rita, Kelsey, Dr. Janie, Christine Green, Treva, all you guys. And if I didn't say your name, I meant to say your name, but I do love you and I do see you and I know the value you bring. I haven't had this instinct since I was 23 years old and no need to drop my age bomb right now, but I know I'm in the right place because I'm surrounded by visionaries. I'm surrounded. I'm with good, great leadership. I'm with great minds and I'm also with diverse minds that think differently, have different, you know, different ambitions, but I am with really great people and I have found myself in a really great opportunity. So I have to share that because we're growing. You guys are coming in. You don't realize it. We're still part of the startup. We are still in a growing phase and where you're at, where we're at is nowhere compared to where we're going to be down the line. And you guys get to say, I was here when, just like I can say, I was there in that startup company when. Okay, tangent over, flash your mics if I haven't put you to sleep. Or don't flash, raise your hand, do your thing, do your thing. I love that. Okay. So what if I was sleep flashing? What? <laughs> what if I was sleep flashing? That's flashing. Awesome. Sleep flashing. Uh, if you're driving, please don't just tell me later that um, I, I'm very passionate about and I've done my due diligence here on Clubhouse. And most, <clears throat> most of you guys know that I bounced around for a long time looking for the where I was going to plant my flag. Was I going to start my own club? Was I going to go with this? Was I going to be with that? And who's this and who's that? 
and I found that I am right where I should be and grateful to be part of the growth of what this club is going to be all about. And I hope wherever this is landing, if you guys want to be part of it, there is opportunity as we grow out, um, grow out this, um, grow out this programming. Um, okay. So I'm Barbara in the red dress. I want to keep going seven strategies to improve your life over the next 12 months. Uh, my next one is number four, schedule action. Okay. Schedule action. And what I mean by that is if you want to improve your health and you want to improve your wealth and you want to improve your happiness, schedule time to do it and make appointments. And what I mean by that is if you want to get in shape, schedule a time to walk with somebody. Don't just say I'm going to walk. Don't just say I'm going to drink water. Don't just say I'm. this is what I'm going to do because that's too ethereal. Schedule a time, block out a time. And when I say schedule action, if you want to get in shape, you better make it at five o'clock in the morning because I'm going to tell you something. Nobody wants your 5am. Nobody wants you at 5am. Hey, C-Rock. And when you schedule it at 5 a.m. and you get up and you put that oxygen mask on yourself and you get to the gym or you meet with your friend for a walk and you walk through town, let me tell you something that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Go get some free endorphins. But when I schedule it, I mean schedule it and schedule it with somebody else as often as you can get on somebody's calendar. If you want to learn, listen, uh, David Spiak has a group, uh, a group coaching call and he is a master at what he does. If you are not scheduling to be on that call and you want to understand how to improve, you know, generational wealth, make money, uh, be a better leader, be a, be authority in your field. David has that group for you. Are you scheduling it? Or are you saying to yourself, oh, I need to do that. Let's stop saying, oh, I need to do that. Can we, I mean, honestly, give me an amen. How many times do we say, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. Um, Barbara just told you number four for strategies to improve your life. Number four is schedule action. Okay. So not, I need to do that. I am going to schedule that right now. So while you're here, I want you to schedule. Maybe it's with David. Maybe it's with, um, Kate, I don't know, you know, I don't know who you need to schedule it. Maybe it's like me, I keep saying, and now I'm going to do it, but I keep, I got to, uh, I keep reaching out to, um, not coach Isaacs. Oh my God. I'm oh, a Curtis Curtis. I'm like, Curtis, I need Curtis abs. I like, come on. And I'm like, Oh, I need to schedule that. Nope, 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 nope. Barbara's going to schedule with Curtis. We're going to do something because we're going to go from flab to fab and I'm going to schedule it. Cause that's what I do. I take action. So if you want to go from knowing and to doing, you've got to cross the abyss and have the discipline to schedule the action. And information doesn't lead to transformation. Taking action does. So my fourth strategy to improve your life right now is to actually schedule your action and what you need to do and put the appointment in the book and schedule it. Okay, moving on. You guys hear me? Flash your mics. Does anybody want to contribute? I'm happy to share the stage. Keep going. Keep going. All right. All right. All right. All right. Seven strategies to improve your life over the next 12 months by Barbara Majeski. Number four, schedule action. Number five, drink water, drink water, flood 
your organs, flood your body to not only remove the impurities that are in your system and flush it all out. It is also a metaphor for flushing out toxic thoughts, toxic narratives, toxic behaviors. When I say flood your body, I'm also saying I need you to flood your mind and add those impurities through out your body and your mind and your soul. Flood yourself with water. It is something so important. It is not only to improve your health because it does. Drinking water improves your health, your mobility, but it also improves mental clarity. And sometimes because we are becoming less and less mobile, we are going out less and less. We have a global pandemic that we're all very conscious and aware of. It's keeping us indoors and it is kind of paralyzing us from moving and we are becoming more and more sedentary and a body at rest stays in rest where a body in motion stays in motion. So you need to keep your body moving and you need to keep your organs flushed. I am a cancer survivor. You do not want to go through chemo. I don't even know and I say it and it's unfortunate, but I don't know that I have the talent for another bout of that. I will tell you that right now. As a hearty as I consider myself, I ain't, no, 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 I ain't doing that again. I ain't rolling up my sleeve for no infusion coming at me. I ain't going into no infusion suite. Uh, you know, that's not my thing. I cannot, if you were go get your water bottle, fill it up and drink water. And I do, you know, I do master classes and DM me master class if you're interested in hearing more of what I have to say, because I'm really passionate about taking authority in your life, taking control of your life, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And for anybody that's interested in my masterclass, I do roll from there into a, an accountability challenge. And my accountability challenge is 14 days and you do pay. I do again, you pay, you pay attention. I'm very involved and it is $14 a day. It is not a huge investment, but I am very passionate about how I spend my time and how I help and serve others. So I keep it a small group and I keep it really manageable. But one of my non-negotiables for everybody that joins my challenge, and it is a limited group and it's starting September 1st. If you're interested, DM me on Instagram. But the point of all this is not to move you to my accountability challenge because that's completely up to you. But I, my non-negotiable day one, is you will drink water every single day and you will write down every single day that you will drink a gallon of water. It is a non-negotiable. And when I set non-negotiables and Alpha 6 calls me Goggins Majeski, I am a bit of David Goggins. If it is a non-negotiable, it is a non-negotiable. You brush your teeth every single morning. You, I hope you do, please, please help me. I hope you brush your teeth every single morning. That's a non-negotiable, right? Well, now drinking water, if I can implore you as somebody that is so passionate about wellness and living your best life and flushing out toxins out of your body, but also out of your mind, drink more water. That is something that is one of my non-negotiables. The other two are water, uh, are walking and writing. I have three W's. You will write every day. You will walk every single day. And they are non-negotiables in which we layer more non-negotiables to take action to go from information to transformation. Um, but drinking water, I, that's number five in my strategies for improving your, improving your life. You want to improve your life, improve your wellness, and improve your mental clarity. Okay, done. You're drinking water. It's everyone drinking water today. Flood your organs. Get crazy. DM me. Water, 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 water. That's all I have to say. Okay, moving on. And um, <clears throat> you can drink tap water. I'm just going to say that, I think. I don't know. Uh, you don't need to go buy fancy bottles or buy a filtry. Okay, so my daughter just called me in the middle of that. Sorry. <laughs> Let me just put that little 
Sorry, I can't seem to. I will. Um, I will text her. Um, will somebody grab the mic for me right now? You know, I have. Uh, I do have to text back. I got you, Barb. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. So right now, Barb is talking about drinking water and taking action. What's another simple action that uh, you can do today to keep yourself in a mindful state and moving forward? I know someone probably was going to chime in for Barbara, so. If you were flashing already, can you just flash again so I can see you? Yeah, this is Winifred right at the bottom. I just wanted to share. Okay, Winifred. Yeah, actually, I woke up thinking about Barbara. I'd been to her webinar, and she talked about um, four words. I think it was three words, three sentences. I'm a woman of my word. I'm a woman of action. I'm a woman of maximum potential. So I turned that into an acronym called WOMP. And I woke up this morning saying, how am I going to warm up this day? I'd been, I'd participated in an Instagram she did where she wore a swimsuit and she was talking to somebody. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to wear a swimsuit. I'm going to take a photograph of myself and talk about my transformation journey because this is Transformation Thursday. So I put it on Instagram and I put it on Facebook and I was waiting for my Christian sisters to send me a text to tell me to pull it down. And they did. But I put it up and I didn't realize I'll be on stage today with Barbara. So I just shared, you know, the, the, the food I've been eating since I kind of joined um, Breakfast with Champion and how it has transformed my life and, and the water and the green drinks that I've been, I've been drinking. So when she talked about putting down things, writing them down, and that's basically what I've been doing since um, I think I started um, April 1st or something. I, I think I joined the Breakfast with Champion a bit earlier, but since April 1st, I started making really exquisite salads, making myself feel like a queen, feel very special, and drinking green drinks and drinking a lot of water. So Barbara has been inspiring me. I just wanted her to, sh I just wanted to share that with her, and I'm looking forward to seeing her when my daughter gets to Princeton on April, on August 28th. I'm done speaking. I love that you just shared that. And I already saw your picture. You look amazing. I commented right away. I, I This is, again, what I love about Breakfast with Champions and Alpha 6. Thank you for jumping in for me. Um, getting to know so many great people. And there is a collective energy here that is really powerful. And we figured out that I live in Princeton and her daughter goes to Princeton. So now, uh, you know, she's got a home for a hot meal or just some coffee or conversation any, any, any day. So thank you for sharing that. And congratulations on uh, all your wins. I appreciate hearing that. And I do apologize. Sometimes uh, you know, I do have three kids and one with a medical condition that I do. If I ever get a call in the middle of my segments, I hope you will just give me grace that I'm not um, being disrespectful that I uh, sometimes there has been times where an emergency does happen and it did happen. Uh, it has happened. But uh, so please offer me grace and that I'm not disrespecting your time um, as much as I don't know if there's an emergency and I don't get a text. I usually get a call. So moving on. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Barbara Majeski. I'm talking about the seven strategies to improve your life over 12 months. Don't forget to invite your friends into this conversation. It is going to be lit. We've gotten to number five, number six, one of my favorite strategies, listen twice as much as you speak. We have two ears, one mouth. And when we listen and we hear people, we are actually 
we can read our audiences, we can understand what our kids want, our spouses want. The reason I have been, the number one reason I have ever been successful, um, and I think somebody's mic is hot, which is my signature move. Um, the number one reason I feel that I have moved the needle in my life from where I was as a child, as uh, a young adult to where I am today is I am a listener, or at least I pride myself on being a, gr a good listener. And when we listen and we hear and we really tune into what people are saying, it is a powerful tool. And also when I say listen, I'm also saying listen to the dialogue in your head. And the one thing I start off with in my masterclass is the conversation you have with yourself is the most important conversation that you have all day, every single day. And you need to make that conversation not just great. You need to make it extra great. I was going to say good and then great, but I messed up. Do you get what I'm saying? Make sure that the dialogue, listen to your thoughts. And where I started in this conversation was about judging things that you have no authority to judge. And when you start hearing yourself judging things that you have no business judging, and you can swipe left on that, you are not only offering grace to other people, but you are offering grace to yourself. And when you extend grace out into the universe, and that is reflected upon you, you are going to see the universe conspire in your favor like nothing else, like nothing else. So when I say listen twice as much as you speak, I'm also imploring you to listen to the dialogue and the cassette tape playing in your mind. Is there a negative narrative? Are you actually telling yourself a story that is not serving you? Do you need to, sh do you need to shed skins and cassettes then and loops that are no longer serving a purpose. Listen twice as much as you speak. That is my seventh strategy to improve your life over the next 12 months. And here's my number seven. And then I'll recap. If anybody wants to jump in, jump in. Forgiveness. Number seven is forgiveness. One of the hardest things to do is to forgive people that have never even apologized to you. But when you carry around hate, resentment, anger, it's drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. It is not serving you. And um, when I was going through, believe it or not, when I was headed to my cancer treatments one day, I headed out the door, my car was stolen. And mind you, when I have to head into New York to have these infusions, I'm not in a great place. I know what it looks like. I know how, how, how disgusting it is. And I actually, I couldn't believe it. And I came back in the house. I ordered a driver with my husband at the time and drove into the city. And as I'm driving to the city, I wrote a blog post and I offered full forgiveness to these people that stole my car because I really felt that the guys who stole my, the guys, the girls, the whoever stole my car, my it was a nice Mercedes, whoever stole my car, they were really robbing themselves more than anything else. They robbed themselves of what it feels like to actually earn a Mercedes. They stole from themselves what it is like to really work and, and achieve something and be able to write the damn check. And I offered them forgiveness because somebody showed them that was the way for them to get something, to get something of high value, of great quality, of great status, of gr like, I love driving.
driving high-end cars. I like driving high-end cars because growing up, I drove such pieces of garbage. You would find me on the side of the road, left, right, and center because I could never figure out how to get the thing to work. I never had air conditioning in my cars. I would roll down the windows. I always drove a, you know, people think it's funny. They're like, you know how to drive a five speed. Of course I know how to drive a five speed because a five speed was, or even a four speed. I had a four speed car. It was practically a go-kart. I don't even know how it was legal, but I know how to drive a um, standard transmission because they were much less expensive uh, in the eighties and nineties when I went to buy a car. And you know, I now do not drive a go-kart. I drive very high-end luxury cars that I have 110% earned through grit and through my hard work and through my achievement. And I'm grateful. I drive that car with pride. I love I love my car. I love my homes. I love my, you know, the, the wealth that I've created not only for myself, but for generations to come. And I'm proud of that because I know I worked hard. Nobody gave me anything. Nobody gave me anything. I rolled up my sleeves. I went door to door. I knocked on doors. I literally am a door to door sales girl that scaled a business. And I offered full and unconditioned forgiveness to them because I truly took pity that they were robbed more than I was ever robbed. Because you know what I did? I picked up the phone. I called my insurance agent and I was like, my car got stolen. Can you hook me up with something else? I can't even drive anyway because I'm such a hot mess express out here. And within, you know, within, I never found the car again, but I did get an, I got a Cadillac. I mean, geez, I don't know. I just keep on rolling up and getting new fancy cars. That thing was such a beast. Oh my God. I am way too small to be driving this mother of a car. Anyway, I'm back to it. Whatever. Who cares? This is neither here nor there. The point of number seven is to offer forgiveness, even to those who have never apologized, because it is also like I said, you know, not practicing, you know, not being judgmental on things that you have no business judging on. When you offer forgiveness to others, you also impart forgiveness to yourself. And we are all navigating from our highest state of consciousness. I believe we are all genuinely doing our best from our state of consciousness. And when we offer forgiveness to even those who have hurt us, we are offering forgiveness to ourselves. It doesn't mean we invite them back, but we get rid of shame, we get rid of hate, we get rid of resentment. And these are all massive boulders in the way of you living your best life. They are holding you back because it's a low vibration, shame, resentment, bitterness. It's a low vibrating energy. So if I can teach you anything today or land anything, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness unto others and unto yourself. And those are my seven strategies to improve your life, get out of your own way and doing it over the next 12 months. I'm going to recap because there's so many new people and now I can hear my, there's people mowing my lawn. So sorry if you get background noise. One, write it down. Two, invest in your dreams. Three, change. You can't change the people you are around, but you can change the people that you are around. I'm just saying, surround yourself with great people. Four, schedule action, schedule action, schedule action. Five, drink water, flood your body, get out the impurities, not only of your body, but your mind. Number six, listen twice as much as you speak. You have two ears, one mouth. Listen to not only the people that are around you, but also what the dialogue is in your head. And number seven, forgiveness. Offer yourself kindness, grace, 
forgiveness we are all managing from our highest level of consciousness. I am Barbara in the red dress. And if anybody wants to flash their mics and share, I'm happy to open up the dialogue. Hey, Barbara, that last thing you said, that was so powerful about forgiving them for robbing themselves of the honor of earning what you work very hard for through a mm -hmm. lot of grit. That's so powerful that that's all I got to say, Barbara. Right back to you. Thank you. And I, I hope that we hear that when somebody really does us wrong. And those guys did me wrong. I was like, really, I'm going to infusion suite today and, you know, dealing with cancer and battling for my life with three kids. But I, I agree with you, Alpha Six. It just was so powerful. And I was like, I really just offer you forgiveness because you were robbed more than I will ever be robbed. Because when you work towards something and you achieve it, man, does it feel good. Man, does it feel good. I have a house with a basketball court in it, and it is not lost on this girl, Barbara Schwartz, which is my maiden name because I'll always be Barbara Schwartz in my heart. And Barbara Schwartz grew up with vision and want and drive and ambition and all the things. And now Barbara Majeski lives, lives her dream. And it's not lost on me. I pull up to this house. I'm like, damn, damn, this is good. And I always said, like, you guys have heard my pool story where my pool color is wrong. I was like, if my pool, <laughs> the biggest problem in my life right now is my pool color is wrong. I am doing okay. Cause Barbara Schwartz was a pool was a fence jumping fool in the day so she could get into a pool. And now Barbara Majeski has her very own black bottomed gorgeous pool. So um, guys, it is now 11 o'clock. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.